Hallelujah. Isn't it nice to wake up another morning and be well, be with the Lord, be in your right mind? We have a lot to give God thanks for. Amen. Welcome to New Birth Ministries today. This is Reverend Essie, and I hope that all is going well with you. Amen. And if it isn't, command your day. Carpe diem. Amen. Command your day. What I always say is, if it doesn't seem blessed, bless it yourself. Amen. You have God's power within you. That is a gift. That is a blessing that God lives in us. Amen. You're the new temple. Hallelujah. Um, this is uh, a, a time of year, Happy Hanukkah, where we celebrate miracles, miracles. And I want to tell you today, God has a miracle for you. Amen. It's not just for certain people. Amen. It's for you, child of God. Heavenly Father, you are the creator of all things. You are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. There is nobody like you. There is nobody greater than you. And we thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you for this new day. We thank you for taking care of us. And at the sound of my voice, I ask, Father God, that you cover each and every person that's listening to this. Regardless of how they're listening, cover them with the blood of Jesus. Give them that protection that they need. As the song says, Jesus, be a fence all around us every day. The enemy is going around as a roaring lion trying to see who he can devour. And I pray right now, Father God, that you give all of your children the the strength. Let them see the strength that they already have within them to devour the devourer. Amen. To conquer the devourer. To get victory in every situation. There are too many Christians going around right now, Lord God, that don't realize the power that they have within them. They've been talked down to so much, lied on. Amen. Cheated that they feel that there's nothing left in them. They feel that there's no hope. Right now, we're praying for people who feel that they have no hope. Jesus is our hope. We thank you, Jesus, for being our hope. We thank you for everything that you did for us. We thank you for allowing us to use your name and your power. Amen. That is love. And we love you, Father God. Thank you for another day. Holy Spirit, help me through this today in Jesus' holy name. And let something that we say today move somebody's heart. Move and change their minds. In your holy name, Jesus. We lift up all the prayer requests that we've received. We give to you and present to you comfort, people who are mourning right now. There's so much going on down here. We pray for every family. And we still bind COVID and everything like it, every evil thing like it that comes along to try to make your children uncomfortable. We bind sickness disease. We bind everything that would stop us from living free in Christ Jesus. In your holy name, Lord, amen. And I say amen, amen, amen. God is good. Now, last Sunday, I did the lying spirit. Okay, and there was, it seemed that a few people were kind of interested in that. Amen. And God showed me uh, to go a little deeper this Sunday. So this is the lying spirit 
part duo, <laughs> part two. And it's going to be on, on, last time it was about Ahab, and it's going to be on um, sort of a different subject today. Just lying is no good, amen? If you got to lie, you're doing something wrong. Have you ever experienced anyone with a lying spirit? It's a person who lies unusually at odd times or for no reason. Actually, no time is a good time to lie. Amen? There are different types of lies, and I'll use two main ones today, and that is enticement and seduction, to seduce. Amen? With a little personal twist. Amen? Hallelujah. Testify. Um, I believe that a lot of us have experienced the art of seduction at some point in our lives. Either someone acts as though they're interested in you, but you find out that it's for a specific purpose and not for romantic or lifelong reasons, such as the proverbial person who woos someone because they need a place to stay or food to eat. Amen. How many times we see this happening today? And it's not the first time. It's been going on for years. Here you are thinking that they really care or love you and all they wanted was stability without accountability. Been there, done that. Amen. Lying has become a major part of the human character lately for those who do not fear the judgment of the Lord. They don't fear the Lord. They see that he hasn't returned yet, therefore they think that they have all the time in the world to send an act radical. It breaks down to the fact that we need to start working on our discernment, as you've heard me say so many times lately. Actually, God's people don't seem to practice the gift of, notice I said the gift of discernment, and the devil knows it. Some Christians don't even go to church long enough to learn what it, discernment means. I'll give you two examples, discernment, the ability to judge well, okay? A lot of us need the ability to judge well. And in Christian context, it's perception in the absence of judgment with a view to obtaining spiritual direction and understanding. Notice it says spiritual discernment, spiritual direction. Jesus perceived, I I think you remember a few Sundays ago, I was talking about how Jesus perceived what people were saying and what they were thinking, amen? Have strong perception. Okay, and I'm not talking about ESP. Okay, now I'm going to give you an example, personal example, example, amen. And I'm sure a lot of us have maybe the same type of example or been there in some kind of way, right? Years ago, I call it in my dumb, young and dumb days, <laughs> amen. Years ago, in my young and dumb days, I wasn't obtaining spiritual direction, but carnal direction instead. In fact, I'm blessed to be alive today. God knows that. He's been, he, he was there for me, and I thank him for that. It was only by the grace of God that I made it through. Remember the partial, remember partial obedience is what a lot of us do when we're younger is disobedience. Some people think that they're obeying God, but they're not. God doesn't want partial. He wants you wholly, fully. Amen. And how many live like that today and think that they're okay? It's a lie. You're not okay. God wants you to be fully obedient. Amen? I took someone in thinking that they loved me, and it turns out that all they wanted was a place to stay and food to eat. And get this, they told everybody that my house was even theirs. That's how bad liars can be. 
They will claim something that is yours as though it is theirs, especially if you give them more open doors to lie. And what hurt me the most was the fact that people believed him. Enemies cannot wait to hear something bad about you. This is why a lot of liars get over, because people receive that. See, instead of receiving the truth, they love a lie, something to gossip about, right? Someone isn't crazy about you in the first place. They'll believe anything that comes down the pike about you. Jealousy is a trip, folks. Jealousy is a trip. A person who is jealous of you will not tell the truth about you. You may get all of the attention. Amen. I think a lot of you listening right now have to be careful of that demon jealousy. Notice I did say demon jealousy is not just an emotion. So when you feel it coming on, break that thing. Amen. Bind it. Curse it at the root. Don't feel so bad when people talk about you or don't include you in on anything, and that means you ministers as well. Jealousy has a way of working itself through the body of Christ also, especially now that COVID-19, the coronavirus is around, closing churches and putting preachers on hold, which really shouldn't be with the church, has fear entered into the church over what could possibly not be true. Now, we know, I'm not saying that COVID doesn't exist. I'm just saying that the way it's amped up, I think that man is adding some things to that. Amen? We shouldn't be that way. God is our pilot. God, we get our information from him. We get our direction from him. There's too much fear in the church. And the world is watching us and reporting on us every day. You see it on the news. They're, 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 kept, they're capturing us. And, you know, I hate to say this, but preachers are allowing it. They're allowing it to happen. It's sad to say this, but I believe from what I've seen is that some are even vying for money. I hate to say it, but they're vying for it. Times are getting hard. <laughs> Amen. Amen. They want to continue with what they're doing. And some have even depended on man more than Jehovah Jireh. It's sad to say. Ministries are closing down. Bills aren't getting paid. And they just aren't getting the support that they once thought that they had. And they're dwindling down off of their, forgive me for saying it like this, but some of them, they're high horses. Now, I'm not talking about everybody. Okay, so don't get offended. I always say, humble yourself because you don't want God to humble you. Amen. Their $180 packages are now selling for nearly pennies with sales bundles. Now you can get two for 90. And we won't even get on a subject of preachers who dog other preachers for your tithes and offerings. (laughs) Amen. You'd be surprised. I can't beg. I love when people give from their hearts. It just feels better to me. Amen. You could tell when somebody's giving from their heart. I'll put the calling out there once in a while, but I refuse to beg. Jehovah Jireh is my provider, and he sends who he wants to help this ministry. And you know what? I like it like that. Amen. 
I just saw one well-known prophet downgrade another well-known prophet online by using defining characters so that others will know who the other prophet is. We'll call him prophet number one. And the one he talked about, we'll call him prophet number two. He did a similar thing but repented of it and kept on stepping, and to this day he's forgiven and is doing well. Now, if God really did tell prophet number two what he said that he did, what does that make prophet number one? Maybe not necessarily a liar, but surely an accuser of the brethren. What is the difference? Amen. Now, prophet one needs to repent. I'm just saying. We have to watch who we're talking about. Don't touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Amen. As I once said, we have to be careful about how we speak about one another. Church, if we're flying off the handle with one another, what good are we to the world? Have we lost our savor? We are the salt of the earth. And if we lose our, what, are, what good are we if we lose our savor? Amen. We are the flavor in the soup. Amen. What good is it with no flavor? As my daughter said the other day when we were talking about that certain situation, she said they need to get the plank out of their own eye. Have we forgotten that example? A house divided is not going to stand. Judgment comes to the house of God first. Now, I love both of these prophets, and I'll continue to pray for them, but I do have to say that number one should not have taken offense so easily, and he wouldn't have turned around and done the same thing that he was correcting number two of doing. Tit for tat, guys. That's not good. Sometimes when you hear something, it's not always about you. The offense came in, and prophet number two may not have even been talking about prophet one, in the end times, doesn't the Bible say in the end times, offense is going to run rampant? What is stopping the lying spirit from not only putting lies into the mouths of the prophets, but into the minds, which is their hearts as well? Mouth, mind, and heart are one. Amen. We have to, that's why we, God says, live holy for I am holy. We have to stay on that holy path. Don't err from it. Don't sway. Stay on the path. Amen. Do what you know is right. Do what you know God would have you to do. Stay in touch with him and he'll tell you what to do. Amen. Anywho, <laughs> about this house. I went through a myriad of blessings to get the house. I saw God move line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little to give me that house. Blessed and unusual circumstances got me that five-story old Italian built home. With the attic and wine cellar included, of course. See, we have to be careful. We have to carefully guard what God has given us. I hate to say this, but I did not do that. They literally had people thinking that their name was on the title deed, and people believed it. It wasn't. Put it this way: it sure wasn't on there when a the tax time came, right? Amen. No, only mine was on there when tax time came. Come to find out, I learned, we're talking about lies here, okay? I learned that this person was one of the main two well-known liars in the area. They lied when they said good morning to you. <laughs> when they finally got a job, they didn't go to work. I was believing 
that they were safe at work, right? And there's a lot of people out there. You think that the person, the person that you love, quote unquote, is safe at work. But sometimes that's not where they're at. I had a man tell me one day, you sure do cook good, Essie. And I thought, I said, thank you. And I thought for a moment, I said, wait a minute, how do you know I cook good? You've never been to my house. And he mentioned the guy's name and he said, he's not going to work. He's going to the bar every morning and giving everybody your lunches. I was done. All right. You want to talk about lies? That's horrible. I was done. So that explained the lies that he was telling me about not getting paid on time. Duh, right? (laughs) My heart was broken. Lies break hearts. No matter what the topic is, lies break hearts. Amen. Tell the truth, even if it hurts. Apologize later, you know. Um, lies break hearts. And there's a lot of relationships that have been broken because of lies. That's what can happen when you do your own thing and call yourself making your own decisions and not leaving it up to God. You catch that lonely fever and can't wait to have somebody in your life, so you take whatever the devil sends you. And it starts out pretty good, doesn't it? Starts out pretty good. And little do you realize you living, you're living a lie. When our relationship was on its last legs, so to speak, okay, I asked him why he treated me so badly, and he said, I'll never forget how he said, he said, you knew what I was when you picked me up. Boom. You want to talk about perception? Amen. For the first time, he told the truth. I had heard things about him during the courtship process, but being me, I had to find out for myself. That's not really a good thing to do. Ignore counsel, folks. Never ignore counsel. The Bible tells us all the way through. There's there's safety in a multitude of counselors, and I had certainly had a multitude and still did the SE thing. You see it going by on Facebook all the time. It goes through your timeline. They have T-shirts or whatever from these so-called companies. <laughs> you know, you order the stuff and it never comes to you. And there's this one that has, uh, they have T-shirts and they also have blankets. And it says, they, they use your name. It says, it's an Essie thing. You would never understand, you know. It's a, I was doing the Essie thing. I had to find out for myself. Amen. Never ignore counsel. At least take your time and allow God to show you the situation before jumping ahead, head first into it. Amen. Now to entice, to entice someone is to attract or tempt by offering pleasure or advantage. The whole purpose of bribes is to entice governments to act against the public interest. That's the problem now. I have a question for you. Are we living under a true government that really cares for the people? Or are we living under a bribed one? New world order, perhaps? We don't know. All we can do is pray. We're seeing signs. We're seeing signs, and some of the signs I've been seeing are not so good. Amen? The new world order is on its way. 
This is why we have to be careful of who we listen to when it comes to the Word of God. If your spirit does not connect with the spirit that is using the one who is giving the Word, then there's something there, there that's not kosher or acceptable and or of the kingdom. You heard me say before that our spirits do what faxes do. They're like faxes. You remember hearing that sound when you send a fax? They get what is called the handshake signal, and then it's on from there. Amen? But first, they have to connect. You have to connect with these people. Everything that glitters is not gold. If they're offering you carnal pleasures all the time or advantage, it's most likely not from the Lord. Everything should relate to or bring you back to Jesus and not goods, services, clubs, or cliques. Jesus uses prophecy to warn his people of impending danger, blessings that he's bestowing upon you and your contacts, correction, or instruction. Prophecies can also attract people to you due to their imperative content for the purposes of letting others know that God can talk to them as well through a prophet. It should attract them into having greater relationship with God. Now, whether it's money, houses, cars, health, or land, which sometimes it is, prophecy should give you hope in Jesus. Not hope in man, not hope in the person that prophesied to you, hope in Jesus. He is our provider. Ask him first for what you need and everything else will follow. Real prophecy is known to set on fire those who hear it, whether it's a blessing or a correction. Don't just take all the blessings and you don't want to be corrected, amen? I'll discuss that a little later. <laughs> Real prophecy causes us to repent of our wicked ways, not lust for more openings to continue to be carnal and lustful. Amen? I recently had an awesome and God-fearing prophet call my name three times in a period of two weeks. And what did it do? It caused me to be alert to receiving more of God. It didn't necessarily attract me to him personally, although he is the bomb, as the kids say, okay? But I changed my ways of thinking and learned to perk up my listening for God's voice more. I didn't get high-minded. It felt great. And I knew to be called by God through a prophet like that, yes. But I didn't get high-minded and act greater than thou. I took that extremely serious, giving God all the glory, all the while thanking God and keeping my receptors open for more of his direction. I've been hearing God more since then, and I love it. God's doing something new in my life. God does new things in our lives. Now, about seduction. To seduce somebody is to attract someone to a belief or into a course of action that is inadvisable or foolhardy. Amen? When somebody seduces you, you become a fool. <clears throat> Amen? To attract powerfully the melody, it's such as the melody seduces the ear with warm string notes. And you know, I think of the mythological creature, Siren. Anybody remember that from school? Siren. Amen? Notice that seduce is to attract someone to be foolish. True prophecy is not going to make you look like, talk, or act foolish. When God sent me three prophecies within two weeks, I didn't automatically go out and say that I was a new prophet in town. 
(laughs) In fact, I really don't like using that term. Sometimes God can make you a prophet, yes, and other times you can prophesy short-term and not actually be considered as being in the office of a prophet. See, people have to understand. People have to learn the difference. Some people have gone out, and yes, they prophesied a couple times, but they're not activated in the office of a prophet. We have to be very careful labeling ourselves like that. Amen? I'm kind of funny about Reverend Essie, actually. So, Prophet Essie? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Amen. Real prophets have been tested and found tried and true. Pardon my expression, but real prophets literally go through H-E double hockey sticks. Or as they say, when they come around you, all hell breaks loose. So, you know, they, back in the day, they had this, the old people had this uh, term where they said that, People had a, a gray cloud or what it was a black cloud over them or something. They were supposed to be bad luck. That person didn't have bad luck. That person just may have had a strong anointing on them and the devil was working on them. The devil hates them because they daily tear his kingdom down with the words of God. And that's the same way he feels about us. We daily tear every day you tell somebody about Jesus and you preach the word, you're tearing down his kingdom there used to be a song years ago that says, I'm going to tear your playhouse down. And that's what I'm telling the devil today. I'm going to tear your playhouse down. Me and Jesus got it going on. Amen. Amen. Don't let him tear you down. Remind him he's already been torn down. Amen. Hallelujah. He sees to it that nothing comes to those persons easily. That's why we have to watch how we judge people. They live in what we call today shacks, which would be the caves in the old day, right, OT. They have raggedy cars and maybe even their clothes, but not always, though. God causes ravens to feed them, which means that they don't always get the golden corral treatment. Amen? And if you want to see about testing the spirits, you can look in um, 1 John 4.1 to uh, 6. I'll read the first one. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Amen. That goes on and tells you every spirit that doesn't confess Jesus Christ is not of God. Amen. If they have the spirit of Antichrist, if they say Jesus is not God's son, I hope you guys are hearing me when I'm saying this. If they say Jesus is not God's son, God's son, that's the spirit of the Antichrist. I don't care what religion they are, what country they're from, or where they live. Hallelujah. Ahab was an evil man. Remember, we studied about him last Sunday. He was an evil man. Now, what possessed him, should I even use that term, right, (laughs) to think that he was going to get a soft, sweet-spoken prophecy? Why do evil people think that they're going to get rewarded from God himself for being evil? That's a thought. That's a Salem moment. Amen? You do things God's way or hit the highway. We cannot continue to do things our way out of what we know good and well is not the will of God. And then we think that we're going to be blessed. Nietzsche dobre, my friend. I don't think so. Not good. God is not a jukebox or a genie. You don't stick a quarter in and get a song. People keep insisting that they're going to do wrong and God's going to bless them. Guess what it is? Lies. You're believing the devil's lies. 
as in Galatians, it says, oh, oh, foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? I ask that today for those that are not living a holy life and doing what they know is right in the eyes of God. Where did you get bewitched? Who is it? What happened? Where did it come into your life? What is making you think? Oh, foolish Galatians, he said. Fool. Fool. Remember we were talking about fool, right? What made you a fool thinking you could live any way you want to and God's going to bless you? It's like the warlock in the Bible who thought that he was going to buy the Holy Spirit off of the apostles, and he was ignorantly wrong. They told him that he was in bitterness and iniquity. Notice those two words. He was a warlock. Okay? He was a witch. All right? People had to tell him that he was in bitterness and iniquity. And if you notice, a lot who operate in that spirit are bitter and sinful people. Power-hungry people who are interested in witchcraft are always looking for greater power because they know that God, Baal, 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 okay, B-A-A-L, you've seen, that they trusted in is letting them down or he's not strong enough for them. Instead of getting on their knees and fully and wholeheartedly repenting to Jesus, they think that their money is going to save the day. This man really thought that he was going to purchase the power of God. You cannot have the power of God without a close personal relationship with him first. If you can't give him your time of day, because everything else is so important, what makes you think that he's going to give you his power? For what? He can't trust you. You don't even talk to him. You don't even consult with him. Read his word. Amen? You want the power of God so that you can lollygag around all day, fooling people and getting absolutely nothing done, only drawing attention to yourself? If you can't keep up with the footmen, honey, how will you keep up with the horses? Amen? You can read about Simon the Sorcerer in Acts 8, and that'll be uh, verses 9 to 25. It says, but there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria giving the, the appearance that he was somebody great. And then it goes on and tells that story. Amen? Vanity, lies, and self-indulgence causes one to think that they can buy their way out of misery. Those who don't believe in Jesus do the exact same thing. He said he is the way, the truth, and the life. I like to say light. He's the way, the truth, and the life, and the light. He's all of it, right? And no man can get to God except through him. Not money, not good deeds, nothing. Amen? Let me show you a message with Ahab again, and I'm almost done. In 1 Kings 22.20, Yahweh asks, okay, who will, that's God, his Hebrew name, who will entice Ahab so that he will march and fall at Ramoth Gilead? Then one said thus, and another said thus, Okay, it's 22, verse 21, until a certain spirit came forward and said before Yahweh and said, I will entice him. And Yahweh says, how? And he answered, he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And then Yahweh said, he said, you will entice and you will prevail. Go ahead and do it. See, God knew, watch this, and I see online, I was, I was researching this, and I see online where a lot of people are saying, why would God send a spirit of lying? He did, watch. God knew that the spirit would prevail because Ahab was an evil, stupid, ignorant person. He was a fool. 
Now, don't get it twisted. God didn't send the Spirit. God allowed him, and he went. Some were sent, and some just went. Think about that. Amen. Some were sent, some just went. I know you preachers know what that means, right? (laughs) See, we don't know or understand how things go in the courts of heaven. We can only ask what he wants to reveal to us, and he will reveal it. I hate to say this, but sometimes we get mad at God because it seems he's not answering our prayers. I've been there myself, but he is really not answering them. Or do we still have a lot to learn? Is he really not answering your prayers? Or do you still have a lot to learn and don't realize it or don't want to admit it? Are we still not living Christ-like? Okay. Are you living a Christ-like life? Are we still trying to live worldly and spiritually at the same time? That's lukewarm. As in Revelations, folks, that's, that's not good. God says, if you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out of my mouth. That makes us a 50-50 Christian, half Christian, half devil. <laughs> that's an oxymoron, right? And what did I say earlier about a house divided? A house divided against itself shall not stand. There are many, many families in this world and households in this world that are doomed They're doom and gloom because they don't get along with one another, and that house is not going to stand. Somewhere, something negative is going to happen. we got to keep people like this in prayer. This is why I pray for people's households. It is going on all around the world, and it is sad. You can hear that you can just hear the doom and gloom in some, some people's households. There's no peace. No peace. Amen? And me being like that at one point, I pray for other ones as well. I pray for them every day that God sends peace. And for you people out there that are having problems with your family, know this. God's going to bless you. He has a blessing for you. Just have patience. Have patience and wait on him. Waiting on him, sometimes people say it's like, I say but sometimes it's almost like you know, waiting for paint to dry because what you're doing is you've given up on yourself and you're allowing God to take over. So let him do what he does best. Bless people. Amen. And another thing we have to consider, are there any little G's in our lives that we refuse to let go? Don't be like Ahab and Jezebel, hard-headed. God sent them a true prophet and they rejected him. God is sending prophets out nowadays to people, and the people don't even realize that they can help them. They're so busy being jealous of them, as we said earlier, and and hating on them, they don't even realize that they can help them. God sent prophets, amen? He's still sending them today. Elijah could have saved their entire kingdom and turned their hearts towards God, but they didn't respect him, quote-unquote. They didn't respect him enough to catch on. Could that be why so many of us suffer and are miserable today? Amen? Are we lacking in respect towards God's prophets and his oracles? I believe that to be true. Like Elijah, when you have the real power of God in you, haters are going to hate. You cannot be upset about people hating you and not liking you. That is actually, I know it's going to sound crazy, it's a blessing. When, When too many people don't like you and you really haven't done anything to them, but stand for what is right, and they don't like you, tells you something about them. It's a blessing. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. He's not going to let you go. Amen? 
You may end up in a cavern all by yourself. Okay, everybody else might get along. Did you ever been in that kind of situation? Right, maybe at work or in your neighborhood or you know, with church or something. Even I hate to say church. You, you ever see everybody? Everybody just gets along real good, and every oh, everything's everything. And, and but you, and then there's you. <laughs> hey, just stay yourself. Amen. Just don't get depressed over it. Someone listening right now feels that way. I can feel it. I can feel it. You're asking why. You wonder why. God is telling you, I'm making you walk on water because your enemies can't swim. Amen. Notice the difference between Ahab and Job. You remember Job? Patient Job. Job that lost everything and still loved the Lord. Look, God knew that Job would reject that evil spirit. See the difference? Job was not a fool. And he also knew that Ahab would accept the evil spirit because Ahab was straight-up sinner and trusted numbers more than God. Ahab married a pagan woman. She, he, he devoted himself to, to worship the false gods of Baal and Asherah and Israel. Amen. He knew right but didn't do right. And that's why a lot of people have problems. They know right, but they don't do right. King Ahab was justly judged by God. Because he disobeyed the Lord's direct commands, he abused his responsibility as Israel's king. And watch this. He led God's people right into idolatry. Where are you leading God's people? We all have a role to play. Where are you leaving, leading God's people? The account demonstrates him to have been careless of the covenant, to have treated human life lightly, and to have openly opposed and despised the Lord's prophets, and to have allowed his wife to usurp his authority and lead further into sin. Amen? You know, Saturday morning as I rose, I heard God's voice say, plain as day, they have no day covenant. And that, quote, unquote, they have no day covenant. You know, mankind was operating on the law of Moses in the Old Testament, Old Covenant, okay? Since then, the New Covenant, Jesus Christ, has been introduced. We today have no excuse. Jesus is the day star. He's the New Covenant. There's no excuse to do so much lying and evil as we are doing today. Second Peter 1.19 says, We have also a more sure word of prophecy Whereunto we do well that we take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Amen? <clears throat> Amen. <clears throat> Ahab's prophets were his greatest asset. It surely wasn't wisdom, right? The problem is that he didn't want to hear the truth. He invi- Ahab invited lies. Make sure you don't do that in your life. Don't invite lies. Don't invite them. Use wisdom. Amen. Discernment. He only wanted to hear things his way, not the true way. Do you know people like that talk about everybody else, but they refuse to hear anything about themselves? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. When you get a chance, write down Ezekiel 14, uh, verses 6 to 11. It talks about the house of Israel where God is telling them to repent from their idols and turn away from their abominations. That's the uh, Ezekiel chapter 14. The word and type usually described uh, of taking advantage of the other's weakness. Okay, like Samson and, and on and on, okay? And to end, do not be gullible or weak. 
God says be strong. Before you do anything in this life, accept Jesus and learn to be strong first because the world is going to come against you full force. Are you saved? Are you saved? Now's the time to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. With all that's going on in the world, you need a good friend, and he is. He can be your best friend if you allow him. Amen. If you're not saved, just repeat after me and say, Jesus, I repent of my sins. I am so sorry, Lord. I believe that you died on a cross and rose three days later from the dead just for me. I accept what you've done. I accept you as my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, and amen. Hallelujah. Now go find a Bible-believing, Holy Ghost-filled church and learn of him. It's never too late. Your new life starts now. Everything that you did before, all old things are gone away. God throws them as far as the east is from the west. Now go live, laugh, and love. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give you what we say, talking about earlier, peace. God give you and your household peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for coming on today, and I pray that your week goes by victoriously. Reverend Essie signing off. God bless. Have a great day. And to some of you, I will see you later.